Okay, thank you. Thanks for that wonderful, nice uh, introduction. Let me just start the whole uh, session on a humorous note. Normally, I make my sessions as uh, interactive as possible. So, I'll just set the base, move into a couple of uh, concepts and then make it interactive to find what exactly a few things mean to you. But uh, before that, uh, I remember the story of a young boy once who was playing on the beaches of uh, Chennai, Marina. And while he was uh, digging deep into the sand, he found a lamp. And out of uh, curiosity, he rubbed the lamp and then found that a uh, genie which uh, came out. The genie was so happy, it said, uh, oh boy, you are my master now. And I have been inside for more than thousand years, so I am really happy. But uh, I want to give you one boon of anything of your choice. Whatever you say, it's my command, I will do it. The boy is first astonished. He says, do you really mean what you say? He says, of course, yes, I have given you a commitment. You have my word. He says, my aunt uh, lives in uh, Singapore, which is, I am told, on uh, the other side of the ocean. So I want you to build a bridge for me, a road bridge uh, between Chennai and uh, Singapore, so that I will be able to go and meet her whenever I want. The genie really gets upset and says, are you really mad? Do you know the amount of cement? Do you know the amount of materials it takes and all that? It's not going to be possible for me to build. He says, Genie, but you said you wow, promised. He says, Genie, okay, I take back my promise or you do one thing. You ask me for something else which is more possible. The boy thinks a little bit and he says, uh, would it be possible for you to bring peace between India and the neighboring countries? The Genie takes a very grudging deep breath and uh, says, oh boy, tell me, do you want it two lane or four lane between Chennai and Singapore? Uh, jokes apart, this is what actually today life is all about when it comes to peace. Not all that really easy and this is something that uh, people have been hankering and it, it's, it's a, a very uh, you know, a good coincidence, I, I would rather say an incidence that we are actually talking on this topic today which happens to be the International Peace Day which Heartfulness is also celebrating all over the globe, rather observing and ensuring that many people come together for this global cause. You will be getting some of the links and credentials uh, uh, later. You will find that tonight between 8 and 9 there are a series of uh, sessions where some international speakers, celebrities, they are all coming together and really talk about uh, what peace is and all the time. I wish that other than going through the session that you also plug in and watch because one time is convenient, second it's a very very dear and important concept to each and every one of us. Let's look at what the peace really means. If you look at the word the peace, uh, etymologically speaking, which means the root of the word, the term peace comes from actually a French word which stands for peace, reconciliation, silence or agreement. It dates back to 11th uh, century. And uh, in English itself, peace is normally used as a farewell or especially for the dead and as in the phrase we all know, no, rip, rest in peace. If you look at the dictionary meaning of uh, peace, peace is a stress-free state of uh, security and calmness that comes when there is no fighting or war, everything coexisting in perfect harmony and freedom. When you feel at peace with yourself, you are content to be the person you are including the flaws in everything that you possess. If you add a quote from the Old Testament, the Hebrew word for peace also means shalom. 
Shalom translates as you know totality or completeness, success, fulfillment, wholeness, harmony, security, and well-being. One single word called peace. See how much meaning it has. I wanted to ask a few questions for you to think, and if possible, reach out to the chat or chat box and post what you believe would be a good answer for this. Would you like to have peace? Would you like to have happiness or both? What is your choice? Uh, can you just reach out to the chat box and start uh, putting? Uh, for example, choose one of the two: either peace or happiness. What would that be for you? Somebody is asking for both: peace, peace, happiness, happiness, peace. Peace brings everything. I'm really not sure if it does, but anyway, as long as I have one single piece, a piece is fine. Peace, both. Any more uh, inputs? Peace, both. If you are peace, happiness follows. If you are at peace, okay, good. Peace. Automatically, you are at peace if you are happy. Peace brings happiness. Quite a few interesting. Peace gives happiness. I just wanted to thanks, thanks for that uh, quick uh, response. I just wanted you to think about what I am going to say, whether it makes sense to you. We can have peace without happiness, but very difficult to have happiness without peace. Imagine any situation where you have looked at uh, being uh, peaceful. For example, if you have looked at if you are living in a you know in a gated community and look outside uh, the gated community. you might find that there are people sleeping on the street and they apparently seem to have more peaceful sleep than many people who have the best of comforts they may not be happy they may not have everything that uh, they need in life or imagine on the other end people who are apparently happy you know you get home by the best of your car or something you park on the road you are happy and you are you know waving at everyone you get out and somebody one of the boys is playing there comes and makes a scratch or dent on the car the peace is gone it's a very strange paradox that uh, you can have peace without being happy and having both is a wonderful uh, combination but it's extremely difficult to have happiness without peace so the next question which daily i would like to ask uh, each and every one of you is peace really essential i mean that's obviously the topic itself that i have taken is peace really essential If you really look at it, if peace is essential or not, it's it's a relative question in the sense you may have your own choice. But if you look at it, actually speaking, uh, if not for me, for the sake of others, I might need to have peace. For example, I would like to have a generation which is next to me, my the generation after that, to be inheriting a more peaceful world. I have interacted with many peace leaders, many people who speak about peace, many people who work towards peace. they all say that even if i have to you know it's a very again a paradoxical statement uh, prakash even if you had to give up your life for this cause the famous statement which uh, even today i don't understand you know the mother of all wars to bring back peace it's still very difficult to fathom even the meaning when people say that i don't mind uh, giving up anything that i have to ensure that the peace of the future uh, generation is guaranteed 
Peace is a collaborative effort. Is it possible for you to have peace on your own? Is it possible that you remain peaceful yourself and at work you are unable to bring peace uh, among your team members, your uh, other colleagues and all that? Is it even possible? Hence, uh, like uh, change, like anything else, peace is something that uh, begins uh, from us and uh, nothing else. Peace normally as it is perceived uh, you know, works at uh, two levels, internal and uh, external. And even within internal, if you look at it, uh, peace works at within myself, inside of myself and with those who are very close to me, closely associated, closely interacting with me, maybe my neighbours. You know, no wonder uh, you know, Jesus Christ uh, said, you know, love thy neighbours. It's, it's not easy because all our majority of our problem which uh, creates lack of peace seems to be coming from those who are very close to us. Specifically those who, with whom we interact on a day-to-day -day basis. Whether it's our family, our spouse, our colleagues, our neighbours or the shopkeepers where we go for shopping or all those places. Really look at it. True peace though starts internally is to great extent influenced by those who are uh, quite uh, close to us. If you really look at the external peace to which we all have to contribute in some way and that's why you have this peace day being celebrated. External I'm talking about the peace which is uh, for the world at large itself. I want to ask you a question for you. For that I want you to reach out the chat box and start uh, posting there. At an individual level, what do you think it takes for peace to exist? What is essential for peace? Would it be possible for you to get into the chat box and start putting out acceptance? What does it take for you to be peaceful? Can you just reach out to the chat box and start typing out? I have one response there which says acceptance. Acceptance, I guess, of ourselves and others, trying to live in the moment, letting go of one's ego, living in the moment, have no expectations. It's as close to what Lord Buddha would have said. Very difficult, but why not? Being grateful to everything, acceptance, positivity, inner peace, yeah, the question is, what, what are the essentials for uh, inner peace? That is the question, maybe, you know. What does it take to have inner peace? While there are, uh, I am still expecting some more chat responses, being grateful, knowing that we can't control people and situation. So being peaceful with what we have. Okay, that's a good one. Being grateful for whatever is given, maybe. Follow the seven maxim that I am not able to do. Okay, you are not alone, uh, uh, Sister Priti. Okay, wisdom, harmony. I see quite a lot of uh, responses. While there are uh, many, I would say, uh, building blocks which takes to be peaceful. There are a few for sure that you will agree that would uh, ensure that at a personal level or with those who exist at a very close level uh, you need to have one uh, less or no conflicts to a great extent uh, conflict uh, within ourselves uh, conflict outside of ourselves conflict to a great extent can be defined in a very single simple term as uh, a difference of opinion on any given situation for example, your spouse wants to cook something today and you want something else. 
you already have conflict and uh, the lesser the conflict or no conflict uh, is when uh, uh, peace exists is what one theory says the other says that uh, the lesser the emotional turmoil or the lack of turmoil inside of me is essential for me to be peaceful there are quite a few building blocks many of you keep sharing in the chat box i wanted to also understand that uh, there are a few topics and concepts uh, for us to understand peace which i wanted to present before you for your understanding if you look at the global peace uh, scenario a lot of research papers uh, which have been uh, generated in the last 40 50 years since uh, peace day was uh, being observed by uh, united nations uh, 21st september and some of the topics that i have said are essential for global peace Uh, to exist and uh, ensure that it continues to exist uh, they are saying a few building blocks i'll i'll go through them one they say is uh, security security of the people security of the borders security of the sovereignty of the country which is what creates a tension between two countries when your border is infringed your uh, place is taken or your trade is uh, deliberately spoiled by somebody else or somebody uh, put down pu- putting down your country in a big way in global scene all this uh, is treated as a security or lack of security which is very essential for peace to exist at a global level they also say that uh, development global development is essential uh, for uh, not necessarily material uh, development but development on all fronts you might uh, know that uh, there is one neighboring country of us bhutan which measures uh, not based on gdp but they measure based on happiness index they find out how happy that people are they don't worry about what their economic growth is not that they are not growing but they look at it look at development in a completely different way as compared to how normally people look at development normal development is always linked to gdp and economic expansion growth and things like that whereas there are people i mean even the famous nobel laureate amartya sen spoke about the human development index which is a very famous book concept for which he won the nobel prize that also comes under development they speak about allowing people to maintain their identities the biggest challenge which destroys peace worldwide is when for example one religion is out to sort of either remit or sort of degrade the identity of another religion or they capture their place or they destroy the place of worship when they believe because to a great extent people have an identity which they associate within myself which is me my name my ego what i stand for and then a global identity to which i add uh, some kind of a meaning i believe that when i say for example i belong to a specific religion or to a specific uh, country or to a specific uh, community or to even a specific way of faith when that identity is questioned they say that global peace is not uh, likely to happen uh, democracy surprisingly is one building block which is seriously considered and this is what i said in the beginning peace and happiness doesn't have to necessarily coexist people can be peaceful and yet not be happy for example there are several advanced countries where democracy does not exist where they are economically far better off than what many democratic countries are but yet the people who are democratically ruled claim to be more peaceful because they believe that there is a restriction the freedom of speech my inability to express myself and uh, there are uh, several factors which determines 
A democracy is considered to be a very important building block when it comes to having global peace. And a conflict resolution between countries, United Nations, one of the biggest job is to ensure that uh, countries don't move into war. Since the advent of United Nations, the number of wars, though there are still fights going on in several parts of the world, as compared to World War One and Two, uh, to a great extent, United Nations uh, takes credit or they can claim to take credit for allowing or not allowing the Third World War to sort of happen in the world. And these are things which really happens uh, to get continuous conflict resolution on which many UN global ambassadors work on. Human rights, which is a very big issue uh, globally. Uh, you know how uh, even a small incident across the globe elsewhere in the world can become such a social media rage when it comes to posting and how people respond to human rights uh, violation, which in a way, though it's not personally touching me, I lose peace because I feel there is a sense of connection between me and someone else in the world. And when their rights are taken away, I believe in one way that uh, my rights is only one step away before it's being taken and hence uh, to restore peace. We all believe that the maintaining human rights is a very, very important step. Uh, of course, one of the most uh, talked about in corporate all the time is about gender equity. Gender equity also globally in corporate organizations, in uh, communities and how people work. All this gender equity assumes a great uh, uh, importance when it comes to building peace. I want to share a few building blocks of what it takes for uh, global uh, peace. When you look at it, uh, look at uh, peace as a concept. I had uh, shared a few topics which constitute peace. I am sharing a few concepts which uh, say, for example, which constitutes uh, peace. It's a mental disposition. Whether I am at peace or not, it's my mental disposition. What makes me upset and not be peaceful may not necessarily be making someone else uh, be peaceful or not at peace. So it is to a great extent, it is a mental disposition and it's like a set theory where we all come together in one area where we all agree that this is something which is a common mental disposition and these were the topics which I shared uh, a little bit uh, a few minutes earlier. They were all common mental dispositions where everyone who were uh, part of it felt that having security, development, uh, identity, democracy, conflict resolution between countries or uh, religious, uh, avoid religious divides, maintaining human rights, maintaining gender equity and balance, all these were considered as mental disposition which permits peace to exist. And uh, if you really look at it, uh, peace like uh, Kaizen or continuous improvement, it's a process. It's, it's not something that you define once and for all and say that uh, this is peace. If you look at it, the definition of peace or how people uh, have been negotiating peace worldwide has dramatically changed uh, from uh, decade to decade. What was uh, peace uh, eight years back is not defined as a peace now, not because the definition has changed, but the process the building blocks which people had which allowed them to build peace had changed to a great extent. And peace to a great extent as a concept also comes from the cultural values that we hold. For some people a specific belief system uh, which is ingrained in the DNA is very very important. For example you are working say for Infosys. There is a culture which has been built over a period of time by your founders. I still remember in 86-87 when I chanced upon the small flat when your founders were still forming the organization. Those days I was into uh, selling of uh, networking uh, equipments and all that. 
I still remember the meeting where I walked in. They were all sitting there. I didn't know who they were. And subsequently, we all learned who all those big names, Narayan, Mr. Narayan Murthy, and all of them. Many of them were in that small building where I walked into Bangalore and met. And uh, the culture that they had built over a period of time uh, in your organization, it is for you maybe non-negotiable. When that culture is touched, you lose peace. So the culture is something which is a concept. Of course, it changes from people to people and maybe organization to organization, family to family or religion to religion or sect to sect or from a community to community. But these are common building blocks where you come to a common understanding. As I said in set theory, whatever is coming together where you have a belief system, I have a belief system, wherever we all come together, which is a common ground, is something that we all agree on. So there are certain culture, basic cultural values. For example, uh, respecting elders may be a culture that people who are 40 plus may uh, believe in very strongly. Whereas uh, the next generation may be treating them on par. So the cultural values might also change. As I said, the process keeps changing, the cultural values keep changing. So it is something that uh, you can't have one single fixed uh, way of uh, uh, saying that this is the culture, this is the problem. It will keep changing as organizations change, as countries change, as family changes. For example, when you have a mixed religious or inter-community marriage in a family, the value systems completely change and hence the culture also changes. It takes time for people to accept. But at some point of time, it becomes an accepted uh, change. And then you will see that in that changed scenario, they would uh, work towards maintaining culture and through which they look at attaining peace. And finally, peace is an outcome. So if you really look at it, uh, peace as an outcome, uh, it's, it's something that is a desirable outcome in almost all situations I have seen. Nobody has ever said that I don't mind uh, losing peace permanently. They say that, okay, temporarily I don't mind losing peace because I want to look at a long-term peace. Any war that has been started, any fights that have been started, any difference of opinion that has been built up over a period of time, whether in a family or in a community or in society or between religions, between countries, is towards finding a lasting peace or an output. That brings us to a very important uh, question. Peace at what cost? This is again a mental disposition that we have to be ready to uh, find out for ourselves. At To what extent am I ready to push myself? To what extent I am ready to pay a price? What exactly is the price I am able to pay for the peace? Because we all understand that peace doesn't come free. The only two people who are peaceful eternally, those who are yet to be born and those who are already passed on. While you are alive in this world, peace is something that we have to negotiate to get either inside of me or outside of me. Even inside of me, you may be surprised that I have to negotiate because you may be wondering how is that I need to negotiate with myself. For example, I have a set of belief system. I move into a working culture for the sake of my material and professional progress. And I find that the first thing people say, wow, I went to this organization. My daughter used to work for an MNC. You know? I'm talking my own daughter. And she came back on day one, she said it is a cultural shock because the way they were talking, the way they were interacting is not how I have been brought up. Which means even there, peace at what cost? And then it took us some time to understand that, okay, this is the way this specific organization works. And this is the way I need to mold or rebuild myself. Okay, there is a cost that you have to pay. Is it worth paying or not is a call that an individual has to take. 
are you right now peaceful whatever you are currently following does it offer you a permanent peaceful proposition even assuming if it allows you a permanent peaceful proposition would it be will it be possible for you to sustain that continuously over a period of time these are questions you have to ask then the antithesis of that question also comes to us if there is no peace at what cost do we lose peace first we looked at peace at what cost and then we looked at if there is no peace at what cost do we have to lose peace this is something that we have to be careful for example very simple example peace at what cost everyone sleeps at 11 o'clock in the home if i sleep at 9:30 the noise is still there so okay i also realign myself to ensure that either i go to bed at 9:30 and do whatever i want i pray i clean or i read books listen to music and when the lights are off everyone switches off i go to sleep at 11 or i go and start fighting with them make them all to come back and sleep at 9:30 i am just giving you a very simple example which even happens at a home level you need to decide peace at what cost or no peace at what cost which outweighs other which outweighs at each at what what is your take on this do you want peace at any cost or you want peace at a cost that you don't want to be it's, it's something that you need to decide before i move into the final segment i will take another 5 10 minutes and maybe make a poll with you also or a chat box interaction i want to give you two famous quotations that i have read which impacted me heavily when it came comes to peace the first is from a book called as the peace warrior by peace pilgrim she is a lady who has been walking all over the globe uh, you know spreading the message of peace she gave a beautiful take on what peace meant to her let me read it out for you the simplification simplification of life is one of the steps to inner peace very beautiful opening sentence sir the simplification of life is one of the steps to inner peace a persistent simplification will create an inner an outer well being that places harmony sorry am i audible now okay only happen now or a little bit earlier okay i will start okay i will then start reading the quote again the simplification of life is one of the steps to inner peace a persistent simplification will create an inner and outer well being that places harmony one's life in one's life this is what the peace pilgrims definition or famous quotation is the other quotation i picked up from wayne dyer who is one of my favorite authors there are several of his best sellers you may be able to read he has been writing since 80s and he has influenced a lot of my thinking in my early days of my career i have been in behavioral science and all that for about 3 decades plus now one of the quotes that he said on peace is uh, like this peace is the result of retraining your mind to process life as it is rather than as you think it should be extremely profound quotation if you understand i mean it exactly connects back to what we do at heartfulness uh, institute as well let me read this quotation again for you peace is the result of retraining your mind to process life as it is rather than as you think it should be 
So obviously there could be questions which uh, comes up in your mind. Does it mean that I don't look for progress? Does it mean that I don't negotiate for a better being on any plane? If you really go back and look at it, he also speaks about finally your mental disposition. One of the things that people put in the chat box response initially, they all said that many people had said, if I remember, that peace is acceptance. And uh, that's what he beautifully says, that peace is the result of retraining your mind, which means your mind, one, needs retraining. He doesn't set training, which means we all have been trained in one way or another to become what we are. Our mind, being the black box that it is, has picked up so many things which has put inside of itself. He's saying retrain your mind to process life as it is. Accept life as it is, rather than as you think it should be. The challenge, according to him, the internal conflict uh, to a great extent comes from your inability to reconcile what you are to what you want to become on a consistent basis. While I, my interpretation is that it is perfectly alright for you to strive to become better and better in the material life. Acceptance at the end of the day. I remember uh, interacting with a very big CEO in the Indian uh, top 20 organizations. Uh, when it came from me, it was really surprised. This happened about maybe 8 to 10 years ago. And uh, he was saying something like, Prakash, at the end of the day, I need to, my conscience need to be clear for me to have peaceful sleep. Very powerful uh, statement. Uh, one, he said, peaceful sleep is essential. And he said, my conscience has to be clear. Which means, unless I am able to accept what I do, or unless I am able to retrain my mind to accept what I am doing is right, my conscience cannot be clear. Those who are familiar a little bit with heartfulness practice will understand that guilt is one of the biggest uh, samskaras or impressions to clean up. Because the moment I have the feel of guilt, See, the other uh, impression that you build in the process of uh, spiritual process is easier to clean off. If it's a wish for a better life or uh, your impression that you form for getting bit better, better material positions is something easier to clean off. When it comes to guilt, oh, I shouldn't have done it. I feel bad that I let this person down, which leads to forming of uh, guilt or point D as they say makes it much more difficult. In fact, it is said that even God cannot clean and you need to work upon yourself by the process of bedtime prayer and all those things for you to clean off the impact of guilt. If you look at heartfulness, what does heartfulness do in the process of peace? What is our space? What is that we contribute? In uh, I still remember portion of the letter that Babaji Maharaj had written to United Nations where he offered to bring peace by bringing peace to the individual. By my take, let me share my personal experience, nothing like speaking from experience. My 28 plus years of experience of doing this meditation and the associated tools, this is what I wanted to share. By allowing a person to learn to be peaceful under all trying circumstances, heartfulness meditation offers world peace a true chance. This is my definition. I have not borrowed from, I am not reading from anyone else. This you can ascribe to Prakash. By allowing a person to learn to be peaceful under all trying circumstances. This is exactly the charge. Right from the time we get up in the morning till we go to sleep in the night. See, none of us look for peace when we are asleep. But peace is essential for you to be asleep. So all Trying circumstances, trying circumstances meaning you want to be something and somebody is pushing you to be something else. 
you want to do something somebody is pushing you to do something else all these are trying circumstances conflicts that's why they say you know when you are torn apart the famous classical uh, example or the definition when you are being torn apart really means my heart says something my mind is saying something else my heart says be content this is sufficient for you my mind is saying you are capable of achieving more the trying circumstances need not come from outside alone it all the seed all is uh, coming from inside from trying circumstances heartfulness meditation offers world peace a true chance i am not saying this is the only way i am saying that this offers peace a true chance what do we do those who have already practiced uh, the elements of heartfulness uh, practice you all know at a individual level we work towards through the process of the tools and uh, techniques through the concept of 10 maxims through the process of calming your mind under all circumstances through the process of offering you spot cleaning whenever your mind is under emotional turmoil this is something that has been uh, of a great boon to me in my personal life i go through very trying circumstances because i uh, work towards bringing a balance between my material life and my uh, life uh, which i use for heartfulness and i spend more than 70 to 80% of my uh, waking hours in spreading the message and talking about heartfulness because i believe it helps but in that process there are several challenges i need to overcome and at each of these point what has kept me hooked to the ground what has kept me grounded what has kept me uh, devoid of major emotional turmoils has been the process of meditation has been the process of relaxation that has been taught has been the process of spot clean that i have been taught and uh, the prayer which helps me to connect to the source whenever i choose specifically in the morning when i wake up when i go to bed in the night i want to ask a few questions before i uh, you know post this uh, session to take into question answers there are a few questions i want you to think at an individual level i wanted to think and answer for you so we don't need to put in the chat box because we may be running short of time at an individual level what disconnects us from inner peace this i would call in the management parlance as root cause analysis for each person it may be different if i know what is disconnecting me from inner peace it may be different for somebody else it may be each and every person like uh, the you know the what you call as the uh, fingerprints and prints that i have in my hand each one is unique likewise what disconnects me from inner peace may be different for me different for you some of the answers let me give you common answers you may pick up what do you want one of the biggest disconnection which happens is uh, prejudice prejudice is such a huge topic that uh, i have run sessions on it for one or two days it's such a huge and big topic to put it very simply the baggages that we bring from the past to determine about a thing or a person or an event in the present circumstance which means i'm judging something before it happens based on what i have gone through in my past what all those past baggages are malice jealousy conflicts many other past packages that we have all of that is something that disconnects us from inner peace you make a choice if you are able to find you have created at least the first step to create a permanent inner peace and that's the beginning of say world peace and what does it take for you to maintain inner peace once you have found what the actual challenge for you uh, which disrupts your inner peace is you need to find again what works for me may not work for you 
for me maybe meditation works for me cleaning works for me prayer works for me following 10 maxims works for me accepting people cheerfully accepting situation cheerfully works it may not work for you for each one of us we may have our own playlist and jukebox from which we have to choose the records to play it's up to you to find for some people uh, allowing others to win over them is perfectly fine for somebody else winning is what brings peace or happiness and it's up to you to decide how do you want to achieve this so i have asked you three pertinent question what is that which disconnects you from peace what is what do you think you are going to do about it and how are you going to achieve it if you look at it as i mentioned we offer uh, multiple choices in uh, heartfulness institute right from the time that you relax within a couple of seconds you will find as we go through the relaxation process in all probability after this session is over when our uh, trainers actually may be taking you through the process they might uh, also use the concept of relaxation i am not sure if it is part of the agenda today it will you will find that in less than about 5 to 10 seconds it takes you to the deeper states of consciousness where you are able to instantly connect to the source and as you flow through the relaxation you meditate and as you meditate you will uh, find that the peace is something that you can bring it with you that is something that i have found any time i just close my eyes go inside of myself i am able to connect to the source uh, if you look at the management parlance if you see a larger picture the two line theory as i call it no if you want to make a line which is already here short you don't need to rub it off all you have to do is draw a bigger line next to it so something like that uh, we also draw lines which are larger by going inside connecting to inside uh, connect to the heart through the process of meditation and in the evening the daily uh, the residue which uh, forms inside of me through the uh, impressions and the challenges i face i do what is known as rejuvenation or cleaning through which i ac- remove the accumulated dirt like many of us would do when we come back home we need to clean up our house we need to clean up our table we need to clean up our mess that the house is in before we can go to sleep or go to rest for the day likewise we need to clean up the inside of ourselves too and before we go to sleep we do what is known as a prayer and of course we have the 10 maxims and many of the other guided practices these are things which are available to you free 24/7 anywhere we have more than 15000 trainers globally and in uh, more than 160 countries we are doing a lot of building blocks of bringing peace to uh, to you first the inner peace through which uh, we take you towards a global peace i hope in the last 35 to 45 minutes of a short interaction with you i have shared some of the building blocks in uh, giving you insights on what is peace what it takes to be peaceful at a global level and at an individual level what are the building blocks that i need to create what are the blocks i have to remove inside of myself to create peace and some of the tools and techniques which are uh, available uh, i park it here right now and i thank infosys for the opportunity given if there are any questions i would like to throw it open now for me to uh, take it from you and answer thanks so